Yes. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start with my intro. So welcome back. Welcome back. I'm your host, Missy Lewis. Thank you for stopping by. This is Black Girl Coffee Shop, where we sip coffee and not tea. So today, we actually have a guest. Somebody that I never thought that would actually be on my podcast, but surprisingly enough. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Shona Harbin. This is my mother. So just so y'all understand, <laughs> somebody I thought would never be on my podcast. And today's topic is going to be her ordeal with the COVID-19 with the coronavirus. I'm going to be interviewing her and we're going to be going over some of the things, the uh, initial reaction, quarantine process, and then the after effects. So are you ready for the questions? I'm ready. All right. All right so... I mean, I guess the question that everybody wants to know, how did you feel when you found out you had COVID-19? I was shocked. Like, what? Yeah, I was shocked. Like, what? Because I was feeling good. I just came from hiking and exercising. I didn't feel, I had no symptoms. And I, I, I mean, us, as you know, there's three others. So my brothers and sisters, we were all um, quite devastated. So, yeah. Um, and I think it was just, for me, it was like, that's confusing because I had just talked to you and you didn't seem, you seemed fine. Like nothing was wrong with you. You didn't seem sick. So for that to come up and my sister called me and told me, I was like, what the hell? And oh. I think because, I think because we have been watching the news and you see all the stuff that's on the news and you just like freak out and you just, it's crazy. It, it's really crazy. But yeah, I had no symptoms. Um, when I found out I was at work, first of all, I was at work and uh, a girl that I came in contact with came up. To, she, um, I found out that day that she had um, tested positive for the coronavirus. So I was like, wow, I better go get tested because I remember talking to her. Um, so that afternoon I went, I got tested and I went to Kaiser. So at Kaiser, um, they have like the one that they put in your throat and it, and it, um, the one that goes in your nose, like dang near up to your eyeballs. And so I had went to Kaiser and it's like a drive through. You just drive up, you give them your information and they test you right there. It takes about five minutes. And so I went on about my afternoon. So the next day I was at work, um, my doctor calls and says, hey, Shona. It's like, yeah, um, your test came back positive. I was like, what? And yeah, it was positive. So I was just in shock, like, um, okay, uh, so what do I do now? So her instructions was to go home, stay home for 14 days, and we'll contact you. So I call, I went to my boss and he was standing there talking to someone else and I'm about, I'm ready to cry because I'm like, you know, what's going to happen to me? And so I told him, you know, I, my test came back positive and he just looked at me like he was ready to run. So. Yeah. So he's fearful. Yeah. He's 30. So anyway, (laughs) I went and. I went and collected my belongings and I, I was going home for 14 days and um, yeah, so so that was the beginning. Okay, so my next question is why did you, you already put in why you got tested and so you're, so everybody knows that you work in the healthcare field. You don't work directly as far as you do like the paperwork side, like administrative type deal. I don't know if you want to yes. go into that, but that's the reason why you initially got tested because it was 
in the uh, facility where you work, right? Yes, I'm, I'm a staffing coordinator. So I staff the building with CNAs and LVNs and RNs. And normally I don't really interact with the, the residents there. Um, if I'm walking down the hall or somebody might need to be pushed somewhere, I might, I, I will stop and, you know, talk to them, or, you know, hey, Ms. Johnson, or, you know, um, I would, I, you know, I would stop and talk. And I remember our first patient, we were like, like spot on for two months. And our first patient that has a, uh, that was, that was tested positive. I remember talking to her because she had like some skinny girl fit tea or whatever. And I was just like, Oh, where'd you get that from? And, you know, I stopped and talked to her. And then the next thing I know, I, she was positive. So, and then I came in, in contact with uh, a CNA and she was the one that tested, she tested positive also. So I was like, well, that's what made me want to go get tested. Okay. So, um, I guess we'll say, it said, how did, I wrote, how did it affect your mental state of mind? I mean, I'm sure you had multiple stages of, you know, the, uh, throughout the time, especially going, going through the 14 days of quarantine. So if you want to talk about once you figured, once you started quarantine, like the first couple of days, what was the state of mind like? Well, that day when I came home, um, I was just like, I was just like really just in shock, but uh, I just believe that, you know, black women just not going to lay down and take it like that. Not strong black women anyway. So I was like, you know what? Um, I, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to fight. So, you know, I, I told my kids what I needed and, you know, my son went to the store and got the stuff that I needed. And, um, my daughter had to set up stuff for me to, I gave her a list of items that I think I was going to need. And it's, it's time to fight because um, I just wasn't going to just take it, you know, lying down. So I remember my sister sent me a video of this, uh, this nurse is a, a older black lady. And she said that we have to, it hits us differently. I seen that. I so, seen that. She was wearing like a yellow shirt. Yeah. So yeah. I, I remember what she said. We have to come with some, some remedies and you know so I was like okay some of them old remedies and she said don't lay down because it's like blood clots and stuff so I came up with a plan what I was going to do daily uh, to save my life so that's what I did and I you know the first night I went to sleep um the next day I woke up I was like one eye open like hey he's still here okay yeah I'm sure the anxiety was high because I know I I mean, from my point so, of view, it was like, that was way too much, but I'll go on to that later. Um, so I was just like, thank God. And then I just, you know, called everybody so everybody wouldn't call me to let them know, yeah, she's still here. Okay. So, yeah. So the next question is, how did you feel when you had to tell people? Well, I didn't tell a lot of people. I mean, the first person I told was my boss. And then I told... I called my sister because I had told her that I had, I was going to go take the test because I wanted to just to make sure that, you know, I, I didn't have anything. And so I, when I called her, I, I told her, I said, Hey, Laura, I got the test back. Um, it's positive. And she was like, okay, well, we're going to start praying now. So that's what she started praying. Well, we, we prayed there and then, you know, she got, got her pastor and pastor's wife on the line and, they started praying and I, you know, and then, you know, I told, I told, I was like, I got all the way home before I told my kids. Um, so I, mm. I called Amanda. So I, I called Amanda and I was like, Amanda, why am I always the last person to know? Or the, the second to, I mean, I, I guess you're going in order of when we was born or something, but I'm like, what is God? Well, I just, well, I don't know. I guess it's like, you have to tell the oldest one and the oldest one has to tell the, tell the rest of the kids the news because the oldest one is supposed to be the, the, the next, next, the strong, next strongest one to the mother. So you, I guess it's just their job. So I just called Amanda and told her, you know, I don't think, and for her, she's not going to tell you softly. She's going to look here. <laughs> so she's not going to beat around the bush or anything. She's going to break this tank. Hey, this is what it is. Yeah. And, 
she gonna move on to the next one. Y'all don't be crying, but this is what it is. Because when, so, when she called me, she was like, "Well, I got, I'm I'm going through my imp- like trying to in process the situation." And she's like, "Well, I gotta call Marty, Maya, Makaya," and I'm like. <laughs> like no, no, it's no consoling. It was just like I had to go to the next one. And just, and even, yeah. even. I mean, we'll get to the other part. Even you no, know, the other time, the other situation. But yeah, that's crazy. Uh huh. Okay. Next question? next question is: What do you want to? What do, so? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting off. But maybe, what do you want to say to other black women and black? people that something that you learned in this process or the remedies that you did as far as getting yourself through it whether mentally physically like what did you do to keep your spirits up and to you know keep yourself healthy and push through it um uh for for one thing first of all black people we have to take care of ourselves we got to get in better health even though they said um, it doesn't matter if you're healthy or not. I, I, I truly believe that it does um, matter if you're healthy or not, um, because I think it things can seep right in, even if you like have something, just one small thing wrong with you. Because I had went to the doctor like two weeks before to get my blood drawn and take um, a bladder scan and some some other things. And she before they called me back and told me that I was I tested positive she had called me back like a couple of days before and said I had um an iron deficiency so that I just think that weak link will let can seep anything can seep in you know if we're not taking like you know take your daily vitamins go to the doctor get a physical you know every year you know just to make sure that you know that you know to take vitamins um you know, if your iron is low, if your blood pressure is high, if you got heart disease, if you're overweight, um, I think this, that's just very important. I think we are so scared to go to the doctor because we're scared to find out what's going on. But if you go, they are catching in time. But, um, yeah, we just have to um, be more in tune with our bodies and, you know, getting making those doctor's appointments and by any means necessary, if you got to, with the as far as insurance or whatever you even if you don't have insurance you have to go to a free clinic or something you just need to make sure you get a physical pap smear whatever eye appointment you need to make sure you go every year to um make sure that you're healthy but what i did um what i did uh as far as my 14 days of quarantine because they said it only takes 14 days for it to leave your well, for you to, I don't understand, I didn't really understand the 14 days. I don't know who came up with the 14 days, but um, you're supposed to take 14 days of quarantine. So what we did was we, we cut off, well, there's three other people that, at the time, there's three other people that lived with me. So what we did was we cut off my room so they could walk past me um, without... I don't know, without, you know, just me having my own space. Like coming in contact. So like isolation, we're doing is isolation. Um, I seen where one nurse, she was actually living in a tent so her son could be in the house. Like, Yeah, so yeah, that like I had got like clear shower curtains and I blocked off my room. So yeah, there's a door there, but you have to go through my room to get to the bathroom. So what I did was I just blocked off my room so that way they can go through and go to the bathroom. So my son went to a hotel and then my granddaughter stayed here. But every time I went to the bathroom, I, I, you know, I put paper towel and bleach in the bathroom, a spray bottle with bleach in it. And I sprayed the toilet. I sprayed the doorknob. I sprayed um, the, the handles, the, the sink. I sprayed the sink. Every time I used anything in the bathroom, I sprayed it with bleach and um, the only time that I would come out the room is when I would, when my granddaughter was asleep, when she was asleep, I would get up and feed the dogs, take the dogs outside, um, uh, do stuff that I needed to do in the kitchen. And then I would come outside and I would walk just in my driveway. I would, I didn't go anywhere else. I just walked in my driveway 
and I have um it counts my steps my steps on my phone so every day I, I got up and I made sure I walked 5,000 steps and the reason why I did that is because they said uh you could get blood clots so you got to keep moving so I never was lazy I never was sitting at sitting there I would get up at 5 30 6 o'clock and I would start my day and I would get up and I'll make sure I had 5,000 steps if I didn't do 5,000 steps in the morning I would do half of it in the morning and I do the rest of it in the evening. I got me some Gatorade. I got me some alkaline water. I got me some green tea. I got some ginger. I got bananas. I, I ate a lot of fruit and vegetables. I didn't eat anything heavy. Um, I had soup. Um, and I drank uh, celery juice. I blended up some organic celery and I put uh, a lime in it and I just kept my body hydrated and I would drink like five to six cups of tea every day. Um, I would eat two to three bananas a day. Um, I would drink like, I think it was like maybe a, a one liter of water and I would drink some Gatorade and I would also, I have a steamer. So I would steam my, my mouth and my nose um, they said because the hot the heat from the steamer will kill the virus so I, I made sure I did that every day um, and I also the stuff that I drank I never drank anything cold nothing was ever in the refrigerator everything was room temperature or hot Why? like my tea because the heat will kill it. I don't want anything cold to keep it, keep it there. Mm -hmm. I, that's just how I felt. I would make sure it was either room temp temperature or, or hot. Like I would drink my hot, my hot tea and I would drink it. So when you, it goes down in your chest, you can feel how hot it is. So that, that's what I did. Um, I, yeah, in the morning I'll get up and shower make sure I was clean. Um, I would probably, you know, make it real hot, you know, to clean my face. Um, yeah, I just kept like everything bleached and um, I just stay hydrated and you have to walk. You have to walk. I thank God that uh, my sister sent me the video of that lady, that old nurse, because she said we didn't know that it, it hit black people differently when Trump had his news conference with his doctor I think it's Dr. Fauci or whatever um, they had the other the uh, Surgeon General that was the Surgeon General, General beige looking man yeah they, yeah they were saying that you know black people are dying they gonna die and then they had some other I, was it Vance Vance or somebody if I'm telling you if you go outside you're gonna die in five days that's not helping us why didn't you have something else you could say? Make sure you're taking your vitamins. Make sure you're staying hydrated. Make sure you're drinking hot tea. Make sure you're up exercising. No, he just said, oh, you know, you're going to die in five days. And, of course, that was in my mind, too. Like, this man just jumping on TV saying, you're going to die in five days? I'm counting my days. I'm like, one, two, here. Oh, I'm at four, you know? And so it that that was in my mind, too. But I just... Just kept on praying and thanking God that, you know, it could have been worse. It could have been something totally different. But I, I, you just can't really listen to every, you know, everybody. So I, I just think that that was a terrible thing that he said that, you know, you're going to, if you got diabetes or high blood pressure, you're going to die in five days. No, you, you didn't tell us to do anything. You didn't tell us to stop eating pork or, you know, stop, you know, he didn't tell us anything. What kind of. I don't know. I don't know. I just think that um, I just thank God that I did get that video and the lady that really did help me out. Um, uh, that really did help me out with my uh, 14 day quarantine. So for me, I feel like the what his what he put on the television was I feel like it's irresponsible and it was irresponsible what he said due to the fact that when you're in such a place and such a, a hierarchy, you know, what I'm saying and you had that type of I guess you could say power. Yeah. You just go and spread hysteria to people that a certain general that look like you. Like, what are you doing to combat the situation? What, what, what can you offer us? 
And another thing I want to say about the yeah. the medical community, us as black folks, we we have a fear of doctors because we don't have a good track record with them because they like to do experiments on us. That goes way back into time. Secondly, if you have an issue with a doctor and you feel like it's not correct, you can go to another one. It's, it's your right to be like, I'm not okay with what you're doing and I'm out because I still feel funny and you're telling me something that's not correct. I feel some type of way. Yeah. Because you know sometimes they feel like we have a higher yeah. uh, threshold of pain, like we can handle stuff. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. But the I, my insurance was Kaiser, so they had a nurse call me every day. She called me every day. She they want to know what kind of symptoms did I have a fever, um, what was going on. The crazy thing is, in all these places, all the the work, the whole world um, is taking temperatures. I never got a temperature. I never got a fever. So why why are people still taking temperatures? What what is that? I don't, I'm lost with. Why are y'all still taking people's temperature? I never got a temperature. That, that's true because even at work, when you before you go into a store, like on post, you're, everybody, you have to get your temperature taken. But I mean, nine times out of ten, I know if I have a temperature and I feel crappy, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to be out nine times out of ten. But like, yeah, they're taking temperatures everywhere you walk around on, on the military post. It, do, it doesn't make any sense. I think one day my temperature got to 99 point... Uh, 99.2 or something like that so and it and it went back down real quick so I didn't I you know I didn't take anything um I think one time I took my friend had brought me some Tylenol with fever because the doctor said you're not supposed to take Tylenol you I mean you're not supposed to take um ibuprofen you're supposed to take Tylenol so which I don't think anybody ever said that anywhere I've never heard it before so I'm like, so how would people know not to take ibuprofen when nobody's really telling them that? So she said that you can take Tylenol, not ibuprofen. So um, my friend did bring me some Tylenol with fever, um, uh, cold. And I, I never, I never, it's still in there. I never opened it. I did have some Tylenol 500 and I remember taking two. Um the only symptoms that I had was I had lower back pain. I never told anybody that I was having any no, you kind didn't. of symptoms because I didn't want, yeah, I just didn't want to scare Yeah, I was like, are you good? Every day I'm calling, were you good? You good? And this is what I hear now. <laughs> yeah, I had lower back pain and I had a headache. The headache was like, I have sinusitis and this headache was like somebody was in your brain just messing around in there it was a terrible headache it was really bad and then you would have I would have like sinus pressure and then my nose would run and then the headache would be gone and I felt like it was like you were going through a tunnel and it it was like you was waiting for something to happen so you're going through the tunnel and you, you have a headache. So I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And then, I mean, because you're like really in tune to your body to any kind of symptoms. And so I had a headache and then my back would hurt. And I heard that I heard before that somebody that had uh, the virus, they had lower back pain. So I was like, OK, it's lower back pain. And so um, that's it's, that's what it's, you know, it's, it caused lower back pain. So my back was hurting and the headaches. I had real bad headaches, the sinus pressure, and then um, the runny nose. And then you would have like pains here and there in your fingers and in, in your legs, just like a little pain, like, what is this? And so that was it. I never had anything. Never so had you didn't anything have, Marty was saying you had a sore um, throat. You didn't have the sore throat? Well, that's, that's what happened was uh, yeah, I, when they, I first, um, the first thing is I had a sore throat. I had a sore throat, I thought, because I was getting up early, going walking. So the, the weather was changing. So I was like, oh, my throat is a little sore. So, it, you know, it's just from up walking. But then the other, the next day, it was kind of like raw. And I was like, dang, my throat is really raw. And like in, like at the bottom of my throat, there was like a little, it felt like it was a pus pocket. Like it was like water just sitting in there. And I was just like, wow, what is that? And I couldn't shake it. But then when I started steaming my face, 
and, you know, making sure I would steam my face twice a day, it, it kind of like dried up. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, it went away, but the first symptom was sore so throat. Basically, had you not steamed your face, cause if it's in your throat, they said it from, goes from your throat to your lungs. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty. So yeah, well, I don't, well, if that's what they say, I don't know. I would always check my lungs, like, you know, like <coughs> coughing, like, <coughs> you know, seeing if there's anything down there, like <laughs> something is, is clear. So yeah, I would check, I would be checking my lungs, like, and I would, I would never go to sleep. You know, um, another important thing, you, you're not supposed to lay flat. You're supposed to, you know, have your, um, be at a, 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 a like a 90 degree uh, you know, with a pillow behind your back and stuff, you don't want to lay flat because then you you can you can um, your lungs can fill up with water. So that that wasn't a thing that you wanted to do. You know, anytime you get you get older, that's how pneumonia sets in if you're laying flat. So the best thing is to do is you know keep your head up. So that's what I did. I kept my my head uh, raised up, and um, yeah, that that was what I did. Well, this is new to me, people. It's just like you hearing it. I'm hearing it for the first time because I didn't know you had any symptoms. Wow. Yeah, I did. I did, but but by me telling you or whatever, why was that was just going to make y'all worry? If I thought it was something serious, you know, something that I couldn't handle, of course I would be like, like the one time I, um, my friend called me and she was like, "Hey, um, how are you doing?" I said, "Yeah, I'm doing good." And she was like, "It's a gr- coworker," and she was like, "Okay, drink some garlic," you know. Drink, drink some garlic, and I was like, "Okay, I will." She, so I, I had ate some garlic, and I started having chest pain. I was like, "Oh Lord, this <laughs> one's coming!" And so I was like, "And then I, I was like, oh God, I took that garlic, and I had like four garlic cloves. I had put it in in the soup, and I thought, well, you know, I'll just take it like that, and and so it gave me a heartburn, real bad heartburn. So I was just like, I was. I said, let me get up and walk. So I got up and walked and I was just like, I didn't know what it was at first. And then I, I remember anytime I drink some, any like tomato uh, based sauce, I'd get heartburn. So it felt the same way. So I was just like, okay. And I was just making like, can I breathe? Can I breathe? And then I was like, yeah, it's just that. So um, I talked to my sister and she said, well, just drink some, um, a cap of uh, apple cider vinegar in your, in a bottle of water. So that's what I did. It went, it went away. But that was the only time that I really felt like I was. I, I <laughs> so is Auntie Laura scared. the guru? Like she's the go-to person? She, uh, she, well, she be she, knowing. She, she be knowing. Like, <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she knows the remedy. So, you know, I just, well, the thing is that, you know, she's, she has not had any illnesses. <laughs> Everybody else has, and she knows all those vitamins. Yeah, we, and I think we, I think we missing something. Okay. I need the, the playbook. Like, what is going on? Okay, the vitamins and the tea. So that yeah. is true. Um. So, uh, next question. Um. Did you have any medical issues prior to this diagnosis? Diagnosis. Well, um, well, three years prior to this, I had a, a kidney tumor. But when I went back, like I said, the week before I had went and got a, a bladder scan and a kidney scan, um, it was a three-year anniversary, and the doctor said all clear. There was nothing there. But um, when, anytime you get some, something happens to your kidney, your blood pressure tends to go up and down up and down so um I would say and that's what causes high blood pressure so um my blood pressure could have been could have been I could have had high blood pressure at that point I I was taking some medication and um like two years ago and I just told my doc you know I proved to my doctor that I didn't need it um I don't want to be on any kind of medication so I started working out and my blood pressure was fine. So I can't say that. I don't know. Because my blood pressure haven't been a problem. Um, 
It has it hasn't been a problem for the last year. Okay. So next question: How did your employer treat you during this time? Around the beginning, middle, end, like. Um, the beginning. Well, he knows how stressful a staffing because I do the staffing, so you deal with call-ins and stuff like that. So he said, Shona, instead of you applying for unemployment, why don't you just work from home? Because you seem asymptomatic. And I was like, um, okay. Because, you know, you get, you, if you, and I, you know, it, it was okay. Um, because I didn't want to apply for unemployment and then it would take, you know, your seven days and then all that, you know, and then I, I have to make sure that you know, my bills <laughs> pay. <laughs> so. So as long as I wasn't sick, I wasn't, I was okay to work from home. But if there came a point where I was too sick to answer a call, I wasn't answering a call. I mean, my job was fairly easy. I would have to call, you know, at, at, uh, talk to somebody at, in the morning at six and nine and then at three and then at 11. So it wasn't like I was just talking to people all day, you know, um, and then they would text me. So my job wasn't really, really that hard. And then, like I said, if it was going, I wasn't about to be stressed about anything. <laughs> so, yeah, my, I got off at five o'clock, even though I was at home. <laughs> um, so in the beginning, he was like, you know, I just want you to work from home. And then um, in the middle, I mean, he didn't really, he didn't really, he called me a couple of days, you know, or text me and saying, how are you feeling? And that was it. Um, at the end, it was like, okay, so now you're coming back to work because I think your 14 days is over because they strictly want to go by the CDC. And my whole thing is F the CDC, you know, this is my body and I'm not going to work for nobody just because I'm just not going to, when I feel good, I'll be there. But you know, if I'm not feeling good, I don't. I don't care what this. And CDC not to mention, said. if you're sending people back and you're saying the CDC, but it might not be clear, all clear. You know what I'm saying? So you might go to work and be talking to somebody in their face, and then he has another person who has it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what they did was they set up a whole COVID unit, and they were saying like, "Well, Shauna, the COVID unit is is by you. So all the, so you'll be okay. wait a minute. So all the you COVID could to be together." Out. Yeah, so you don't have to come out of your office. So there's a there's a big room, and then there's my my offices in in the big room, which it has a door. So um, he, when he said that you don't have to come out to meetings or anything like that, and I'm like, you know what? Thank you, because I'm not a meeting person, and you talk too long anyway. So I'm cool with that. I can stay in my office, and you can call me. So, yeah, I don't have no problem with that. I don't have to interact with anybody. <laughs> I do well alone. <laughs> so, he, you know, they have a morning meeting. He calls me and, and or he send me a text message and, and, and we communicate like that. But I'll be in my office. And so I'll, I stayed in my office and then I go, I get up and I, I, I walk. I walk outside, um, take a walk and come back. So he, he, they don't, I mean, they want to, they, they want to strictly follow the CDC policy that you can have your 14 days, which I have no idea who or where the 14 days came from. Yeah, I don't know. But then, but then again, I remember you saying that when, when you first got it, the doctor was telling you that you're five days into having it. How, how did they come up with that math? That's why I always wanted to know. I, I have no idea how they come up with the with any of these numbers, but I do remember when I called her on the phone and told her that I wanted to come and get checked out because um, to get the X-rays. I said, you know, I have really low energy; like I'm falling asleep at work, and you know, and I was like, normally, you know, I'm up at six and I'm down at twelve or or one o'clock in the morning. So I don't know why I just have like low energy. And then, so that's when she came back and said, you have iron deficiency. So I don't really think that that was the iron deficiency. I think that was when I had 
gotten COVID, when I, which I believe it was, um, it had all started like that Monday. And then I had went hiking on Saturday and we had like a incline. And by the time I got up to the incline, I was like, my friend was like, do I need to call 911? Because I, I could not breathe. I was like, really like gasping for air. Like, wow. And I just thought, well, you know, I put on a couple of pounds. So I thought, well, you know, just because we were running up the incline. I was like, wow, I cannot. I said, don't worry. I said, this happens all the time, <laughs> even when, even before. But this time it was just like, you know, like, <gasps> and then it took like maybe 10 minutes just for me to, to catch my breath. Wow. Because I mean, you're supposed to resume your breath probably in yeah, anywhere like two minutes with that. Well, I, I'm not, maybe not 10 minutes, but it was like maybe five minutes. And it was like, really like, you know, I'm like, like really gasping, like, <gasps> you know, but we did run up the incline oh. and I am warm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's crazy. I think it, okay, so um, next question. Well, what do you want black people to know about COVID-19? I mean, you pretty much said a lot, what you've been experiencing you experience and stuff like that but what key points I guess you would point out that you want the black community to know especially like because you know that's what certain general said and people in your age bracket yeah well uh first and foremost turn off the news because the news will have you scared <laughs> shitless and you know you just have to you have to work for your life you know you just have to you know um you just have to be more cautious, uh, conscious of the food that you're eating, um, uh, the alcohol intake and the cigarette smoking. I don't smoke cigarettes, but I do drink alcohol. Um, I don't drink that often. I might have a glass of wine every other weekend or something like that. I'm not a heavy drinker unless I go, um, Unless I go back home and um, <laughs> that's when the party starts. But, but yeah, so um, I think uh, to be more cautious about the smoking and the drinking and the food that we're eating and, you know, just exercising. I think a walk, you know, just taking a walk a day um, just to make sure that your blood is flowing and, and getting that um uh, maybe some garlic and that uh, apple cider vinegar drink, just a cap in a in a not bottle a lot of, of water. Um, yeah, not a lot of it, but just that cap in that bottle because I cannot, I can't drink a lot of it. I just put a, a cap in a bottle of water. Um, I, I and I, you know, prayer first and foremost. You know, you, you got to thank God. Um. And so I, you know, I just think, um, I just think those are the, the, the key factors that, you know, as you get older, you just need to take, you know, better care of yourself. And I know that you were saying that, oh, no, they had no underlying health conditions. He was in great shape. No, they had something. Like I said, they had something. Maybe mine was just a iron deficiency or you have something because yeah, your uh, immune system is compromised there. by something already. So it's like a window. Yeah. So I would say, you know, and I and I I promise you, I must have ate like six or seven cuties a day. I was just like killing that vitamin C because I was just like, you know, I gotta have that vitamin C. And um, yeah, it's just you just have to take better. We just have to take better care of ourselves, but. The main thing is that smoking, because if, if it compromises your lungs, you, you don't want to be smoking. You don't want to be smoking anything. And just like when I first found out that I had it, um, I told my son, cut it right now. He smoked cigarettes. I said, cut it right now. You ain't in no shape to be smoking. Well, nobody's really in shape to be smoking, but stop the smoking right now. So he stopped smoking. He stopped drinking. I know before when everybody was quarantined, you see people coming, the, the times that you go to the store to get food, you see people coming out with all kinds of liquor, like 
cases of this and cases of that, you know, that we're we going to be quarantined, but we're going to be happy. But I think, um, I just, I just don't think that alcohol and cigarettes and COVID <laughs> no, they don't. don't go well together. Um, so my next question is, why did you just, why did you decide to share your story? Cause I was surprised. You were like, Oh, I want to, I want to come on the podcast and share my story. I was like, who, like, why did you, why did you want to share your story? I wanted to share my story because I wanted black people to know and brown people to know that there is hope. I don't think that, like I said, I don't think it was right for him to get on there and said, you're going to live five days. If you go outside, you're going to die in five days. I just, I thought that was horrible. I really thought that was horrible. And just like I found that, um, my sister found the, the video of the lady saying, you know, telling us what to do, how it was going to hit us different because he didn't tell us how it was going to hit us different. So, Anyway, she, I, I just appreciate her doing that video. So maybe somebody's not going to see that video. So if I can tell somebody or somebody's listening to your podcast, um, they will know because we don't have to die. You know, you, you get up, you walk, you do the home remedies, grandma, great grandma, whoever, you know, because we survived a lot of things with our, our, our home remedies. Um, so I, I just wanted to share my story because I just wanted to <laughs> save a sister or brother. <laughs> so yeah, it's important. And then like, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, just pass it on that, you know, you don't, you don't have to, um, you don't have to die. You, there's remedies, there's things that you can do that, that can back combat this. And I, and also I do believe like the people like when it first came over here i think when it came to from when it, the people came from italy or, or who china whatever they it was so strong so you feel like it's been diluted like but yeah i think it's like i mean even if we even if you had a potato and you pass it around to from san diego to california yeah. it's going to wear down yeah, it's going to wear down. So I do think that it has um, kind of faded. But don't 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 think that it won't. You know, somebody can just have it. That's like woo, because everybody at my job that had it that was an employee, because there was um, two one two. There was like uh, four, maybe five of us, and there was we were all African American. Was African American and Hispanic. Very interesting. Isn't that something? Those were the, yeah, those were the people that got it, and the ones the the African American girl she had like um, she was older, sixty two. Um, she got it. Um, she's okay. She came back to work. The Hispanic lady, she's high blood pressure diabetes now the other two were young hispanic girls um they were very scared and nobody was calling them so i called them i took that was that was the other thing that helped me sorry i have to go back but that was the thing that also helped me because i helped somebody else because i would call these girls every day and say hey how are you doing you know i would tell them this is what i did you should try it you know are you what kind of symptoms are you having? Try this because it helped me. So I, I just wanted to um, j- just help somebody, you know. And I know that they were young; they're in their twenties, uh, so they were scared, yeah. you know. And so I, I would, I, I would call them every day and tell them, you know, just to check on them, see how they were doing. Um, send them a text message: Hey, how you feeling? Um, I know that they're doing this and they're doing that, like. They, they were giving the healthcare workers a free hotel for 14 days. So I was like, here, call this number. They'll give you a hotel. You can stay there for, for 14 days while you quarantine. So after they got the hotel, I will, you know, a couple of days, I will call them back. Hey, how you doing? Did you get the hotel? You know, are you, you know, drinking the Gatorade? Are you take some Tylenol? Please don't take no ibuprofen. Um, are you steaming your face? 
you know, just to, to help them out. And that's a, so, that's uh physically and mentally, because you know what I'm saying? Having somebody actually care, you know, everybody thinks you got the plague when you say I got COVID-19, you know what I mean? Like, and it just, yeah, even, yeah, that's true. Because when I went back to work, they were, I had, um, everybody was like running and not everybody, some people were like, you know, kind of scared or whatever, but I, I can understand that too, but I would, I just wouldn't want to treat anybody like that. I would just be like, you know, if she's being cautious and she has a mask over her face, I have a mask over my face. So, Okay she's taking precaution I'm taking precaution I'm not going to stand close to her she's not going to stand close to me I'm not going to when I see her you know run or be like oh like after everybody left the front office I needed to make some copies so I put on my mask um I put on some gloves and I went in there and I was like is anybody here anybody here so there was one person there and so I said I need to make copies so I ran over the copy machine she runs out her office with bleach I was like, why do you have that bleach? I said, I have on gloves. And so anyway, I made my copies and kept on pushing. And she was like, well, how do you feel? Do you, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank God, I'm fine. And so I left. But I know she went and bleached up the copier machine after I left. So you're going to have those ignorant people. Um, one girl even called me and kind of accused me of giving it to her. She said, I came to your office and gave you a paper. Next thing you know, I'm <laughs> Bruh. So how you how were you at that time? How were you supposed to know that you were positive? That's why we're all taking precautions and wearing masks. Like, yeah, but I mean, she sat at the the desk where everybody comes there, and you you have to remember it can live on a counter space for anywhere from twenty four to seventy two hours. So what are you talking about? And you're you're I don't even know how I got it because I'm not like with the patients all the time. You're with the patients. And so I think she she wanted to have somebody to blame. So she kind of blamed me. Well, I went to Shona's office and that's that's how I got it. And then when she went back, her own people was like, didn't want to be around her or whatever. And she was feeling bad. And she was like, well, what did you do when when you first went back to work? I said, I loaded my pocket with with um, <laughs> everybody ain't built the same. And she was like, what? I said, yeah, if they didn't want to be around me, yeah. You don't want to be around me, kiss my And ass. then on top of that, you know, I'm I hate sorry. to cut you off. You want me to you feel know. bad. I survived this situation. So if any day I wake up, I'm happy. I'm not going to feel bad because you have some type of uh, prejudice or you feel some type of way because, you know, you go out to Walmart, you can get it. So what's the difference? Yeah, but th- then come to find out, they her own people told me that because I, I told them, I said, she called me and accused me Bruh. of giving it to her. And they're like, almost the filthiest much. place you can be. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah. So I was just like, girl. And and she came in. She's like, well, where do you use the bathroom at? And I was like, over there. Oh, no, I'm not going over there. I said, well, you're going to have to hold it till you go home. So it's just, it's just whatever. So, but I'm just happy to be alive. And I thank God every day. And I don't take it, take it for granted because it could have been a different way. And sometimes when I think about it, I just, you know, just start crying, like, you know, thank God, because it, it could have so truly, that goes into my next question. truly says, went a um, different way. How has this virus changed you? Or how ha- this experience? It's, well, how has it changed me? It's just, it, it makes you just want to live. It just makes you, you know, like, It, it's just it just makes you want to live and and know that when they say tomorrow's not promised, tomorrow's not promised. So it it really makes you it's an eye opener and it makes you live like you know appreciate every day, appreciate your family, and you know, um, it just make it just makes you uh, it just makes me feel like. I don't want to say scared, but it makes me feel like is there any is there going to be any kind of after effects, you know? Um, it, it, it that kind of worries me, but 
it, it just makes me feel, you know, appreciative that, you know, God had mercy on me. Yeah. Definitely. Because I think it was just because one thing when you get diagnosed with some other stuff and you have to go through all these treatments and stuff like that. But this right here, like from what the news is telling you, everything that's going on, it's like one hit a quarter. So it's hard not to feel some type of way. Like it's you ain't got no time. There's yeah, no treatment. Like you don't go through, you know, <laughs> dialysis or chemo. It's like, boom, you make it or you don't. Yeah. And then they, yeah. And they got you, they got you on your belly, your back. Your, they don't know what to do. So, yeah. So it's truly thank you for your mercy. That I, I don't, that's all I got is thank you for your mercy. And today, you know, I was so happy to get, to get back to the lake. Um, um, Cause I usually go to the lake and walk on Saturdays and Sunday. And I just looked out in the lake and up in the sky and was like, you know, I thank you for your mercy. I, I, I thank you for your mercy. Cause it could have went a different way. Even when, you know, I, be, I talked to my friend on the phone and I was like, you know, I'm not trying to do this, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I can't receive no more phone calls because I'm just, I'm not going to make it. I'm just like, you know, thank you for your mercy because it it, it could truly have went a different way. It, It could truly, truly, truly have went a different way. And it's like, I don't know if any, if you just, you know, you just. Like sometimes like you just want to pull over on the side of the road and start dancing because you want to thank God so much for just like, you know, it could have been a different way. You know, it's something it could have went a different way. But you see, you you know, you gave me mercy. You thank you. You know, thank you. You know, because somebody didn't get that. You know, somebody's mother died. Somebody's mother is on oxygen. You know, I, I just I just thank you for that mercy. And and I that's just you know just mercy. I I was on TikTok and I seen the lady was saying that you know she's on oxygen and you know but you alive and you know thank God for that mercy. Um, that I didn't have to have any oxygen, or I didn't have to go to the hospital. I didn't, you know. It, it didn't hit me as hard as it hit other yeah. people. For sure, because that was just, yeah, too much, too much. And then I think that kind of went into the question is, how do you, how do you look at life now? I mean, I think you kind of answered that. I, I think once I, I could lose like <laughs> a couple of, couple of pounds, <laughs> I need to. I need to get some of this weight off, and then I'm just going to, I'm going to climb the highest mountain I can climb, and I'm going to go see His glory as much as I can. So, how do I look at life? I want, you know, I love my family. Um, I I keep trying to tell them we all we got, you know, not just my immediate family, my my kids, my sisters, and my brothers. You know, we all we got. So let's enjoy Especially y'all because why it's so surreal when I see y'all and then y'all I remember y'all one way and then y'all start to look a different way and it's 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 worry I don't say it's worrisome but it's just like the evolution of life and I don't really like it. Yeah. But yeah, you just you just have to live it, you know, that's what I want. And I wish that I didn't live here and they lived there. I wish we lived in the same state. So we can enjoy each other. Um, so, you know, I can go over to my sister's house for coffee in the morning or we can go walk, you know, and that's the reason dinner, you know, that's the reason why I call this podcast black girl coffee shop, because when, no matter where I'm at, if I'm at, if I'm with you or I'm with auntie Kim, auntie Laura, whoever, we always sit around and have coffee in the morning. You gonna have like at least an hour chat drinking coffee. So this is why, this is why I named podcast that because that's what we do. (laughs) Tara loves the coffee. She sells coffee. Like, it's just a, it's a thing. And, and even my, you know, um, my nephews, cause I didn't, t- I didn't really tell my family, you know, my kids knew, and I don't think my kids just told their cousins, tear, tear. except for two, maybe three of their cousins knew Tara and uh, her sisters knew, but I didn't um, tell like 
my nephew Vaughn and and my nephew Dale, I I just don't know why I just couldn't tell them. I mean, I would because I talked to Dale. I mean, I talked to Vaughn every almost every night. We're like on Instagram. Did you see this? Did you see that? What are you doing up? You know, we just back and forth like all night because I know that he works at night. So, you know, I send him messages and then when I came out of it, I said, "Hey, Vaughn, I'm I'm I was in quarantine." He was like, "You were sick?" I was like, "Yeah." Auntie, you were sick. I was like, yeah. He was like, see, <laughs> I told you to stop kissing all them old I always got some. I always got some jokes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So, you know, I talked to all my my uh, my nieces and nephews and um, I, I, don't, I just, I didn't tell them. I, I, I just, you know, but the thing is, I just want to enjoy my family. You know, that's what you got to do now. You have to enjoy your family, all that other stuff, people, your friends. When it's time for you to go, you might have one or two friends there, but your family is going to be there. If they got to catch the bus, catch the train, plane or whatever, they're going to be there. So it's, it's just, to me, it's just about your family. And yeah, so th- that's what it's, it's about me. So every time I can get home or if I can move back home, it'd be great. But um, yeah, I, I, I love my family. And then so, so I think it was like halfway, you halfway through quarantine, we decided, you decided that you wanted to share your story and to, to, uh, to do this episode. But I was what you were waiting on. But I, I guess you were waiting on what you got the other day, which was the results of the test. You took it again. Which was negative. Well, yes. So this is what at my job they're taking the. Um, they, we have to take it every week now. So the first test I took at the hospital and it was positive. So then I went back to work. So that was on. I first was diagnosed on the fourteenth of May. So it's going to be the fourteenth of June tomorrow. So it's like a whole month now. So I took another, when I went back to work, they were, they said they were going to start testing us every week. So my first test came back negative. So I told my boss, I said, Hey, my test came back negative. And out of all the people that was positive, they took the test again too. Their, theirs came back positive. Mine's came back negative. So I said, you know what? I want to take the test. You know, let's make sure. Let's make sure. So I took a, another one uh, uh, yesterday. So I'll have the results from that for that probably Tuesday. But yeah, God, I <laughs> sure, <laughs> but I just want to make. I just. I just want to make sure that the that that it was it's negative it's negative I mean I feel good um I can I can get around the 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 lake um I don't feel winded I don't feel tired um back to me so but they said that it could linger on in your system for a while but I don't know maybe I did something different um pray maybe that they that somebody well I'm sure everybody I don't know who prays to who but I know who I pray to so maybe he said yeah Shona I got you so um that first test that I took was negative (laughs) so I'm gonna take it like that and I'm gonna pray that the next one comes out negative also it's awesome yeah I'm definitely still surprised at this interview about this interview but I think it's just very informative and I know right now and the way the world is right now with the the protest like I don't want people to get distracted because the protest is important but I don't want people to get forget about the fire we still got going on over here because it's still blazing you know what I'm saying I don't want people to get complacent so that's why I still wanted to come back and make sure that we did this interview but um I guess we'll go ahead and end it here. If you want to go ahead and you want to let people know who you are on IG. Um, it's Shona. Oh, is it Marie? 
this is um probably one of the best interviews we've done this is black girl coffee shop where we said coffee and not tea thank you for listening go ahead and follow the ig page at black girl coffee shop podcast or my personal page which is thick fit chick one appreciate you guys listening and we are out